Bears Nation. Bears Nation. Bears Nation. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just plain sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Oh, no! We suck again! It's time for the Bears Nation podcast. That's the best in the city of Chicago. With your hosts, Kevin Lapka and Jake Hassan. That's on us. We didn't, we didn't, um, you know, we, we, we made this. You suck, diddly yuck, Flanders. I mean, you suck like you've never sucked before. <laughs> it's the Bears Nation podcast. Let's get it. Bears Nation podcast. It is Monday, November 22nd, and we as Bears fans will never know peace officially. We will never know any semblance of a normal week, and it's just a continues to get worse, and we had a game to talk about, unfortunately, that we had to subject our eyeballs to. We have a game in a couple days that we need to talk about on Thanksgiving Day, too, and then, Do of we course, have to talk about it? Do we? Unfortunately... Unfortunately, yes, we are going to have to talk about it um, because it, it's there's a lot and a lot of news that we're about to talk about is related to this game as well, and this game could very much shape the f- immediate future of the Chicago Bears as well. So, uh, do we start with the news or do we start with the game? Well, I guess there's both because let's start with yeah, they're they're related. They're all related. The news comes from the it, game. It all the game ties into the news. Together, yeah. Let's start with the news though because I mean we have a lot of news and this is. Like when at this point, Bears fans are not going to want to hear us reminisce about the past game. It's just where do we go now? What do we? Right. And it feels like we've been doing this for years. What do we do now? What's next? What's the future? Right? I mean, we're getting tired of it, but you still have to answer those questions. And you know, someone's got to answer them. So I guess it'll be us here at Bears Nation Podcast. But yeah, let's yeah. start with the news. So, all right. So if you've been living under a rock for you know since yesterday afternoon, the Bears lose to the Ravens, excruciating fashion. Game they should have won. And to add insult to injury, Justin Fields leaves the game with a rib injury. You know, immediately we're all like, "Please be okay. Please be okay." Andy Dalton comes into the game. Andy Dalton finishes the game. Andy Dalton announced as the starter already on Thursday against Detroit on Thanksgiving Day. Love that for all of us having to watch that game. That's really cool for our Thanksgiving. Anyway, so Andy Dalton starting for the foreseeable future. And now, to get you even more hyped up for this absolute just make-your-eyeballs-bleed game that we're going to have to watch on Thursday. (laughs) Jordan Schultz, who does a podcast with Allen Robinson, reports that Matt Nagy has lost the locker room. And, you know, this is the thing that really – I mean, he doesn't do a lot of things well. But Matt Nagy's whole thing was, I've brought this group of guys together and we've created this this family, this brotherhood. And apparently a bunch of the guys like, over it, we want you out. We want you gone. And you would assume – putting two and two together this wasn't said exclusively but you would assume that this is coming from Allen robinson in some shape form shape way but also we don't have to speculate that much because jalen johnson straight up said like hey we're sick of the speeches we're sick of you know this rah-rah approach this rah-rah mentality it's not working we've lost 15 of our last 21 games something's got to change here so that's your stud corner who you expect to be a franchise cornerstone for the next five-ish years or so we can assume that Allen Robinson has had some input given that Jordan Schultz, it doesn't podcast with him and it has been very public about his dislike for the bears in general, as he searches for a new contract and then the franchise tag saga happen. So there's that as well. Don't really know who else 
is, is saying these things, but those are two very public guys right off the bat. And we assume Justin Fields feels some type of his way as well, because the game that Matt Nagy was gone, Justin Fields couldn't have been happier. So, and, and they on the sidelines, the two of them aren't exactly the best of buddies, which seems bad for your head coach and for your starting quarterback who you expect to hopefully be around for the next 10 years. But anyway, hopefully everyone was able to digest all that information. We're going to keep talking about it today. It is obviously the big story and you have to assume that And Schultz capped his tweet with the only holdup right now is that the bears have never in their history fired a coach midseason. Makes sense. But if you lose to the zero win lions on Thanksgiving on national TV to have your seventh loss in a row and you're six, you know, seven. Yeah, Sixth. that would be seven. Sixth. They were three and two and now they're three and seven. So six loss. In a cool. Row. Anyway, but it comes uh, to the lions then. I mean, sure. Okay. You lose to the Steelers on national TV. Fine. You lose to the Ravens without Lamar Jackson, by the way, just in case, you know, anyone was worried about, Oh, well it's Lamar Jackson. No, Lamar Jackson didn't play in that game. You still lost. And then you go and you lose to either Tim Doyle and, and Tim Dan Boyle and J- or Jared Goff. Worse, maybe. So, no, stop it. Stop it. Regardless, Get, come you on. lose to a bad quarterback and a yeah. bad team that has no wins right now. And their big fist, you know, thump their fist on their chest moment is, oh, we tied against the Steelers so far. That's their big win of the season so far. So who knows? It's really bad. But surprise for you guys, anybody who's currently watching live, listening live, Shane Reardon, friend of the program, is going to come back on because Jordan Schultz joined the Parkinson Spiegel show on 670 The Score, which Shane is the EP of. Shane, friend of ours. So he will be here at some point and we'll talk it through with him. But yeah, really great Monday, Kevin. Like when I tell you, like I'm not gonna. So like I I reeled myself back in. Obviously, Jake, right? I mean, and Romo, of course, Romo has to go all over the broadcast all day saying the Bears are, could be in the hunt if they win. The Bears, you know, I don't know, Jim. I don't know if the Bears win. You know, they they can make a run. He he says this nonstop. So here I am watching the game. I'm I'm reeling myself back in as I, I typically do. Right? You're like, okay. You look at the rest of the schedule. You beat the Ravens. You're four and six. You go to Detroit. You can be five and six going into you know uh, the game against the Cardinals. Maybe they don't have um, McCoy and all those things. You reeled yourself back in. I got extremely excited when Andy Dalton threw that touchdown, whether it was Dalton the field. I don't care. You threw a touchdown, I was freaking elated, and then they let you down. And it's like, how many different ways can you get your heart broken with this team? I mean, it's it's like every week you think it can't get worse, and then it gets worse the next week, and it's going to get worse this week if they lose to Tim Boyle, a guy who at UConn for 25 games had one touchdown and 13 interceptions. How is that possible? That seems I, bad. But we'll get into the preview right now. We have Shane. Shane is here. Like Jake mentioned, Shane, EP of Parkinson Spiegel, 6-7 scorehead, Jordan Schultz on. He's going to come in and break down a little bit of what Schultz said. And we'll talk about some other things with him because he's our friend, friend of the program, Shane Rearid. So, Justin, bring him in whenever you like. And there he hey, is. Buddy. Hey, the guys. How are you? Good. How are you? Great. I love sports. There you go. So how was it? We told everyone what happened. So how was it? Yeah, you break it down. You you break down what Jordan reported already. I missed it. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. Not okay, entirely. So here's one, yeah, we we did a general overview thing. of the last twenty four hours. Okay, so here's something you have to keep in mind, and I'm sure you guys talked about this. And when you're when you're talking about reporting, when you're talking about considering somebody as a source and who they might be 
speaking for and, and whom they might not be speaking for. Jordan Schultz is a friend and podcast co-host of Alan Robinson. Alan Robinson and his agent, Brandon Parker, have been both very vocal about the lack of targets. Obviously, the franchise tag situation they're not necessarily happy with, and the Bears can do it again next season at 120% of what Allen Robinson is making right now. So it makes plenty of sense that somebody close to Allen Robinson would want to speak for Allen Robinson in a platform that Allen can't necessarily take advantage of himself. He, he's spoken to the media this year, and he's been nothing but complimentary of the system and nothing but complimentary of Matt Nagy and Justin Fields. He's spoken on um, the connection developing slower than maybe previous years and other quarterbacks because of the lack of reps that he was able to take with Justin in the preseason, which points directly to Justin not getting first team reps, um, being on the being not being named the starter over Andy Dalton. So this is probably a legitimate report when it comes to how Allen Robinson is feeling and maybe some of the others closely close in Allen Robinson's circle. But this is not a situation where the majority of the Bears locker room the vast majority is what Jordan said, which would have to be somewhere between 36 and 42 guys of the 53 on the active roster. The vast majority do not want Matt Nagy fired. Make that very clear. This is a situation where somebody close to Allen Robinson is speaking on behalf of him and he wants him out and he's voicing his displeasure. Jordan Schultz is a, it's a pretty good dude. He's a good podcast host, but he's, he's reported a lot of things that happened to, not be true in the least. So th- this is a situation where you consider the source and understand that in a, in the micro sense, it's what Alan Robinson is thinking and maybe some others, but it's not a vast majority like Jordan says. So do you put any weight like, cause this came out and he tweeted this right after Jalen Johnson reportedly made a statement too, about how they're kind of over some of Matt Nagy's tactics. I mean, is that just hand in hand? Yeah to you yeah I, I jalen johnson might be one of the, the the players who also is tired of matt Nagy, but i do not see a situation where the vast majority of the locker room could want matt Nagy fired so is it still significant then though like how significant to you is this report if it is just you know a small number of players if it is just alan robinson and his friends is is that enough to you know, to lead people to believe that the first in-season head coach firing in the history of the Chicago Bears could happen? I don't trust the McCaskies to do the right thing, and that would be, I mean, Matt Nagy should have been fired three or four weeks ago. You never trust the McCaskies to spend more money than than what they have to, you know? Um, it's not something that they're going to do, but if we can deduce that one of the best wide receivers in the NFL wants his head coach fired, and wants to play with Justin Fields seemingly, wants to stick around a little bit longer seemingly, and that he'd do that if you just got rid of the coach and maybe the GM, then yeah, you put weight on it. Because this is a generational talent who the Bears in his entire time here have still not found a way to use properly. So of course, it doesn't have to be the vast majority. That that part doesn't have to be true. But the fact that Allen Robinson allegedly, reportedly, you can make your own implication or inference, whatever. I never know which one to use, infer or imply. You can make that that inference that he wants him gone, then yeah, that's a huge story. So then is this, in your eyes then, is it one of those things where 
Allen Robinson at this given moment still could be a Barry next year, depending on whether Manet gets fired, or do you think this guy's gone regardless and he just wants to, you know, raise his stock for other teams to look at him in free agency so he can get the most out of these, you know, next seven games to put on his resume for the other teams that are going to look at him in free agency? I mean, even if the Bears want him back, I don't understand how they'd be able to afford him. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna be walking into the worst cap situation maybe in the NFL. Um, they just won't have the money to do it. So I, I think it's a and you go back to talking about the McCaskies and not spending money they don't have to. They're not gonna spend over the cap. Like it's it's not something they're gonna do. Um, I think you just look at look at it as the bare bones of this is a huge story that one of the best wide receivers in the NFL is saying through someone. And again, you can't confirm that, but and we tried to today, but Jordan Schultz is right. not going to give that up. One of the best wide receivers in the NFL wants his head coach fired. Yeah, and now to boot, now Justin Fields, the only good thing about this season is now hurt too. So really great. Yeah. You have your franchise cornerback and Dylan Johnson basically doubling down. So, I mean, even if they lose against Detroit on Thursday, which that's a very real possibility if we're being honest – I mean, Matt Nagy is seeing the season through, right? Like, there's zero, like I, I'm I so. of the belief zero percent chance he gets fired. Yeah, if you, if you separate your fandom and you separate um, what we know of the history of the franchise, that the last sixty years, outside of when the the owner was the head coach for the first forty years of the franchise, you take the last sixty years and it's never been done, and it could have been done feasibly with everyone but Lovey Smith. Yeah. Then, yeah, it's not going to happen. It, this, I, I mean, Mark Tressman did not have the talent. I don't think that. I mean, I'm trying to think that's, about it. That's, Mark that's Tressman correct. had a skill position. He he had a skill player talent, and he had a pretty darn good defense. But he didn't have the quarterback. Nobody's had the quarterback that Matt Nagy's right. had. Mark Tressman might be the only other one that you could argue. I mean, in recent memory, that it should have happened midseason, and yeah. it didn't there. So why would it happen here? Right. I mean, now it's it's kind of just like, like do I've been trying to think about this? Like, do I even want Justin Fields to see the field for the rest of the year, even if he's? Oh come on, like, he's got to see the because field the, at some point. Keep that man safe see, he, at here's all the thing, though, Jake, possible costs. Like, Matt Nagy is doing a bad job at scheming, but he's not really putting Justin in danger. I can't recall many situations that I, I mean they're not rolling him out. They're not putting him on the run. If they were putting him on the run all the time with design quarterback runs and not giving him a – no matter what you say, this Bears offensive line has been pretty darn good at yeah. protection as of late. And the only – I was reading the other day, the Bears are eighth in the NFL in efficiency of protection of the quarterback, but 30th or 32nd when it comes to the quarterback taking hits. A lot of that can be – credited to or discredited to Justin Fields being so young and not understanding when he needs to flee the pocket and not understanding when he needs to get rid of the ball because he holds out of the ball way too long. I can't sit here and say that Matt Nagy has put Justin Fields in a position to be hurt. So I, I, I don't think that if he's healthy, he's playing. Yeah. Okay. I, like that's I, fair. Like I, I think about it like just the inherent risk of playing NFL football and like you expect Justin Fields to outlast Matt Nagy in this situation that we're theoretically dreaming up. So that that's like more where I'm coming right. from with that. Okay. So then your argument would be 
the same no matter who the coach is then. Like, if you don't want Justin right. to get hurt because it's NFL football, then he's not playing. Right. Well, I just mean, like, in the sense that, yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah. If the injury was more severe, Jake, I would I know understand what you're, what you're saying. Yeah. But, like, it, it's just Bruce. I mean, you, you're relating this to the injury, right, I assume? It's just the fact well, yeah. that you don't want and, him to get and, more and injury. And the outlook of the next five, you know, year or even well, next year to, to yeah. a point. I mean, I just, I, I don't think it's related. I think no matter who, no matter how bad the coach is, Justin Fields is going to become a better player by seeing the field. You know what I mean? Yeah. By, by getting more experience, he's going to become a better player. The, the thing I, going back to what you're talking about, about firing coaches and how, you know, they didn't do it with Tressa, they didn't do it with Fox, they didn't do it in times that they could have done it. Again, this is a difference. We've never seen anything like this. So do things change once it's ever, once it's, this is the worst it's ever been. And I think you could say that with, with safety. That this is the worst it's ever been, considering everything, uh, the quarterback and what the quarterback means to this organization now, knowing that you have your prized possession, you know, knowing that Pace has gotten you all the talent that he has wanted, uh, that Matt Nagy has wanted, and you're not able to do anything with it. It's never been this bad. Uh, I think just because, although it hasn't happened in the history of the organization, you also have to think just as much as how it's never been this bad and how that could play into the reasoning. So I think it, I, I w- it's low. It's low. It's maybe 25%. I think it's a possibility, you know, maybe even if it is just week 14 or 15, I, I think it's a legitimate possibility because it's simply never been this bad. Is that a fair way to think? No, no, no. I mean, not really. It, not considering who the McCaskies are. Like if it's week 14 or 15, it, then it doesn't matter. But then just hold on to it because you're not doing anything anyway. It just, it's simply not going to happen because the McCaskies don't do it. it they're, they're put, I mean, Owen said it on the station this morning. Pat Manley said it on, on my show this afternoon. These are people who know the McCaskies well mm-hmm. and have been a part of their lives for the last 20 to 30 years. Like, it doesn't matter what the three of us think and what the three of us know and what the majority of the fan base sees and knows that this is a no-brainer move to get rid of Matt Nagy and just let either Chris Tabor or Mike Pettin or Bill Lazor or Sean Desai finish out the season as the head coach. That's a no-brainer. That's what should happen. But what we know of the McCaskies, it just simply won't. Yeah, it's sad. I, mean, I hope, isn't it? It sad? is. It, it is. It's it is really sad depressing. Because I no, well, truly, the reason why I think it's really frustrating too, because I think there is a legitimate possibility. That if they did fire him, you know, the no-brainer decision, if they did fire him, say say today, if they fired him today, you would see an invigorated team on Thursday. You would see a team that wants to play, and I think you would see a completely different team for the final five. It's like, uh, what was it? Was it last year or two years? It was last year that the Lions had fired. Uh, who was their previous head coach before Patricia. this year? Patricia. Like and Patricia. they Matt fired Patricia. him before. Yeah, Matt Patricia. They fired him the game before they played the Bears. And then at home last year, Lions come out with a whole lot of fire under Darren Bevel's first game. Uh, Daryl Bevel, I think was his name, I remember. And they look like a completely different team. I think you could you could see something like that because of the way they respect him, the way that they the way that everybody knows that he's the problem. And if that's apparent in the locker room, I think you'd see a different team. Is it do you agree with that? I one hundred percent agree. And that's what makes this situation so sad is that if your best players are fed up with the head coach and there's a clear and concise way to fix that, the fact that they won't do what's right and fix it makes you rethink why you like the organization and the, and the team so much. It makes you rethink why 
we dedicate so much time on our weekends and you guys hosting your podcast one, sometimes two times a week, right? Talking about this team that provides no satisfaction whatsoever. There's nothing satisfying about, about watching the bears unless Justin Fields is doing what he did against Pittsburgh last week. There's nothing this team does or says publicly on a daily basis to inspire you to want to spend more time consuming their product and spend more time talking about it. There's, there's nothing they do to reward you for spending as much time as you do thinking about them, dedicating time to them, nothing. And something they can do to fix that is to fire Matt Nagy and see what happens. And they simply won't because they don't care about you. Yeah. McCaskies don't care about the fans. It's just, it's, it is what it is. Right. And when I'll tell you this, when Virginia dies, it's going to be an absolute madhouse. Those siblings do not like each other. When Mm. Virginia's done, it's going up for grabs. I'll tell you that. Well, that's inspiring as well. (laughs) (laughs) Justin, you have a question? What's up, Shane? Um, I, as long as Mike McCaskey brings back that. Oh first shit. Coat, it's Justin okay. Kaufman. <laughs> it is. What's up, I had no idea you were in here. Um, <laughs> okay. Question for you. Yeah. Your listeners on the show, the number, I mean, the, the top rated number one show in Chicago. Um, are they, is, what's the best way to explain? Are they angry? Are they apathetic? Are they, is it just apathy? Are they like, just like you just said, where they're like, I'm done with this team and I don't care one way or another. I mean, what's the feeling you're getting from Bears fans who call in who used to be irate and now might be something different? Yeah, I think this is the biggest problem that those fans, the everyday guys who are watching with their friends in the garage or the backyard or their their man cave or whatever, they see what's wrong and they see what can be done to fix what's wrong and it's just not being done. Like Bob and Elmwood Park watching the game in his garage understands that the best way to utilize Justin Fields is to move him from the pocket and let him make decisions on the run. And the guys that you've put in charge of your football team and the offense specifically and Matt Nagy and Bill Lazor are simply not doing what the general fan and the average Joe fan can see is the best way to utilize your rookie star quarterback. That's where the frustration comes. These guys call and I screen these calls and they're screaming at why doesn't Matt Nagy see the things that I see? Why? And and normally, like, I hate callers. We don't take many callers. We'll take them on Bears Mondays and that's about it. Normally, I don't give a flying fuck about what callers think about anything that, that we talk about because you don't like to rely on the caller to provide content. But in this situation, when these guys... I'm, I'm lockstep with all of them that, yes, you're right, Bob and Elmwood Park. I agree. They should understand that moving Justin Fields from the pocket and letting him see the game that way is what's best for him, his development, and the team. And the fact that either Matt Nagy and Bill Lazor don't agree or they don't see the same things or they have a different agenda as to how they believe Justin Fields should, should be developed and used, that's the most frustrating part. And fans are seeing it. And we're hearing about it. You know, and real quick, just a follow-up. You know yeah. what I've noticed before when when fans have forced the hand of management when it comes to coaches has been media coverage. 
as you mentioned, you know, you spend so much time on Mondays talking about the Bears. I remember when the Sun when the Sun Times would go, okay, it's no longer a front page story because they're four and eleven, or drop them to the fifth because the Bulls are good or whatever it might be. Um, that's when it gets their attention. They there is something about ego that the Bears want to be the number one sports franchise in this town. So if the media starts to turn their back on the Bears saying it's not worth it, I'm empathetic to what you're doing. Your product sucks. What's the point? The Bulls are actually good at the United Center. We'll see you later. That's when the McCaskies move. And I think I, I think that answer – see, here's the hard part. That should have been felt yesterday, but mm-hmm. the prospect of seeing Justin Fields against Lamar Jackson is mm-hmm. too big to turn down and fans are not going to turn away from that game, and they're still going to go, and they're going to pack the stadium. And the next home game on December 5th is the Arizona Cardinals, and the prospect of seeing Justin Fields play Kyler Murray is going to do the same exact thing. And then the next home game is a Monday night game against the Vikings, and the prospect of seeing the Bears Monday night is going to do the same thing. So in these situations where the product on the field is not matching with what fans want, the environment and the prospect of seeing the opponent is going to override it. So I totally agree, Justin, that lack of coverage and lack of enthusiasm should force a McCaskey's hand. But there's just too many other factors that will entice the fan base to watch the product. And that's that's sad. That no matter what, if Justin Fields is at the helm and he's healthy, yeah. you're going to go watch Justin Fields. Well, that's or what's interesting. Sucks. Is like if that if that, well that's so that okay so then if that's the case and and the McCaskies understand that then they know their that's their money grab then they should feel totally fine making decisions in other areas because I said all along that once they understand that this organization now runs through Justin Fields and not Matt Nagy they don't have allegiance to Matt Nagy anymore all this collaboration and all of the you know togetherness that they have preached for the past few years. Maybe something has clicked in their minds that, look, you know, we've never had a prospect like this. We've never had a guy that's generated this much money to our organization from this position, this much media coverage, all of these, you know, great storylines from having, you know, one of the best prospects, one of the best quarterbacks, one of the best young rookies in the league. Maybe it's clicked for them now that this is what generates all the money and all the media that Justin just alluded to. That's all that matters. All the other factors we feel more okay with getting rid of. And I think that should be encouraging for maybe not just, you know, Bears fans who think that he'll get fired in season, but the fact that he's going to be hundred percent gone at the end of the season, regardless. Yeah. So you would think that is very sound logic and that's what the majority probably believes. But Kevin, here's the thing. I'm going to let you in on something that Jake understands. Justin understands. I understand you're a very young boy. You haven't been hurt by as much as we've been hurt. And I, I'll even lump Jake in that. He's not much older than you. You're very young boys. You don't <laughs> necessarily understand that it doesn't matter if right. the logic is correct. And it doesn't matter if what we think should happen is correct and is what should happen. The McCaskies don't give a fuck about you. They well, don't. I, they don't They don't have to give a fuck about me, but that's why I'm saying, like, uh, again, you know, we're younger people, but even in your time watching this team and being alive, you've never seen a quarterback like Justin Fields for this organization. So that's why I bring that up is I don't, they may not give a fuck about, they don't, they don't give a fuck about me, you, anybody, it doesn't matter, but they should give yeah. a fuck. And I hope they do give a fuck about Justin Fields. And if they do, and if they understand they that, yeah. So, so like, honestly, the, the question then becomes at this given point, after everything we know, 
are they do they hold more allegiance to the head coach and the general manager or or the quarterback that's going to you know bring them everything that they want in the next 10 years i don't know and that's the that's the hard part because you and i know where it should lie but every single move that they've made leading up to spending the draft capital to move up to draft Justin Fields every move outside of that has said that their allegiance lies with Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace mm-hmm. and that it's more than likely that even if Nagy goes Ryan Pace will get a third head coach because they're going to sell you on look at the value he found in the fourth fifth sixth and seventh rounds mm-hmm. look at the value this guy finds in guys like Darnell Mooney and if what's his face, Larry Borum is any good, look at the value you find. Oh but hey, we moved up to draft Tevin Jenkins, and by all counts, he's a bust and a bum. How how do you how do you interview a guy pre-draft and find out from Mike Gundy, head coach of Oklahoma State, that Tevin didn't even find his mean streak? until his senior year of college when somebody told him how much money he could make as an offensive lineman in the NFL. He didn't care about football, didn't care about being mean until someone told him that. And he's like, oh, maybe I should try to be a mean guy. You want to tell Olin Krutz that, that this guy discovered the ability to be mean his senior year of college and you're going to waste a second round pick on him? Ryan even, even, to, even to that, that point, pick. the – even to the point too, like where with this back injury that like it apparently was an issue. Yeah, last that's year too. yeah that they knew about. Quote knew yeah. about. Yeah, man, I don't know. I hate them, and that they give me absolutely no reason to want to watch them every weekend. If it wasn't for mm-hmm. work, I wouldn't consume the Bears. If it wasn't, I, I didn't want to go to the game on Sunday. I wanted to go to the tailgates, get smashed, have a good time, take the red line home, and watch it. But Pat, uh, Pat texted me. He's like, hey, my friend's got an extra ticket to the game. Do you want to go? I said, no, Pat, I don't really want to go. And he said, well, it's second row behind the south end zone. I said, yeah, Pat, I'll be there. Yeah, I'm gonna go to the <laughs> yeah okay. I'm gonna That's the only reason I ended up going to the game yesterday. I don't want to give them my money. And I didn't. Granted, somebody else gave them their money and gave me the ticket. But I don't want to be there and support that team because they don't deserve it. Right. Man, they I just they don't deserve the support. They don't, yeah, and and what, so don't. that's the you know final thing. And we'll let you get out of here. Is there's there are yeah, people I got dinner who, to make. What the hell? Yeah, yeah. What do you well, what do you mean? Six thirty, and then I get a freaking text from Kevin. Hey, you want to talk about an interview that happened on the air an hour ago? Sure, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what are you making for dinner? What are you making for dinner? Give us a little sneak peek. Uh, chicken legs or something like that. All right, and I will see what's in the fridge. Love, love, it. love to th- hear it. Throw it together on the floor. Together. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you but, a picture. You let me know. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got to see it. We'll put it on our Twitter. Um, oh, thank people, God. Yeah, you know, you're <laughs> the, the, the engagement that you will get <laughs> from our Twitter page. Oh, it's going to be The trickle-down effect from Man, that would really do your, uh, your wonders, I'm sure. It's, it's going to be something big for him. Just wait. Uh, the, the two likes that we get on each of our tweets. Exactly. Um, but no, there's people who believe that regardless of what happens you know i, I don't care if you hire brand dable or, or or kellen moore or whoever it may be or i don't care if you want to hire peyton manning as the gm nothing will ever change unless they get rid of ted phillips and those at the top all right d- does are you on the side of that because you seem to have this approach that you know you, you're very ob- as you should be 
against what the McCaskies do and believe. So if you do have that ideology, what gives you faith that a new head coach, a new GM will functionally change anything and fundamentally change things throughout the whole organization going forward? I, I don't have that faith. I, I don't think that uh, unless they hire somebody to be the president of football operations, that is an actual football person and empower them to make football decisions without having to consult with, uh, with, uh, fricking, uh, what's his name? Who's the, what's the accountant's name? Uh, Thompson, whatever the hell his name is. Whoever it is. Yeah. Who's, uh, who's, uh, Ted Phillips. Yeah. Is that what you said, yeah, Jake? Stooge. Big yeah, Stooge. Yeah. Until they remove all responsibility from Ted Phillips' hands and let people who know the game make the, the decisions that impact the play on the field, then nothing's going to change. Sell the team. I, I, it won't happen, but or sell majority stake in the team. Take your minority stake. Be the, the royals. Be the figureheads. Be the face of the team that, that don't get to make decisions. And then I'm not just saying this because he's part of the station, but if the Bears were to hire Olin Krutz tomorrow as the president of football operations, the organization for the next 25 to 30 years would be in the best position it's been in in the last 50 years. It's You, you, you hire Olin, you let Olin bring in somebody like Byron Leftwich as your head mm-hmm. coach if he, wants, mm-hmm. if he wants to leave Arizona or wherever the hell he is. I think it's Tampa Arizona. Bay. Tampa Bay. Bay. He wants to leave Tampa Bay. Um, then you're 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 turning things around for the better for the next twenty five to thirty years. It's a it's a no brainer. And Olin is somebody that the McCaskies like. So new campaign, new eyeball inside, campaign, starting it. inside scoop. No, I don't know. not 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 inside scoop, but but um, something that would would make a, a big difference immediately. Yeah. All right, last thing, and then we'll go let you make your, you know, put together patchwork dinner. Are we going to win Thursday? Like, are they going to beat the Lions? No. I don't think so. No, it, they're not going to beat the Lions on Thursday. It, it, like, oh. the Lions are 08-1 or 09-1, whatever it is, but they're in pretty much every single game, yeah. especially the last four or five weeks. Pretty much every single game the Lions are in. And if Allen Robinson's not going, we, we know Khalil Mack's not going. We don't know about Akeem Hicks. Uh, Jalen Johnson, I think, was on the injury report today. Darnell Mooney was on the injury report today. Kendall Vildor has turned out to be maybe the worst cornerback yeah. in football that, that has a, a deciding stake, like, like the worst number two corner in football. Eddie Jackson might not go on Thursday. I don't see Gross. any way, unless Justin Fields is healthy, which he's not going to be. Dalton's already been named a starter, basically. It's you don't have a single chance unless David Montgomery rushes for 225 yards and three touchdowns. That's the only – and you get a defensive takeaway for a score. That's the only chance they have to beat the, the Lions on Thursday. Gross. So what you're Not saying is I should just play my turkey bowl throughout the Bears game because I was going to end it at the start of the Bears game where you start at 9 a.m., play a little football till about 11.30, but I guess we're just playing all the way through because I don't want to watch that. I don't. I mean I – mean, you we're 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 uh we're masochists i think that's the right word masochists we're gonna watch the game you're gonna watch every single minute i'm gonna of the watch game. the fucking game i know i am the entire game 
and you're going to sit there and just think about how much you hate yourself and every single decision that you've made that's gotten you to this point today, that's made you hold on to this fandom for this trash-ass football team, this trash-ass organization. You're going to sit there, watch every second, and then you're going to think about it for the rest of your day. Instead of sitting there and enjoying the time with your family, you're going to sit there and think about why you've made the decision you've made to be a Chicago Bears fan. Where, where it went wrong. It, it, at birth. Yeah. Blame your parents. I don't care. Yes. What the hell, Probably Dad? Yeah. Come on. Fault. All right, oh, Shane, go man. make dinner. Thanks for talking to us, man. Love you. All right, guys. Have, uh, have a good rest of your show. All right. Shane. Talk to you later. Shane Reardon, everyone. Friend of the program. Love that guy. Great guy. Can't wait, to, can't wait to see those pictures in a couple minutes. Yeah, the chicken legs. That'll be uh that'll be cool. Shane M in the chat says we're gonna watch it. It's the Bears. He says Shane's think alike. We have a Shane M in the chat who resonates with Shane R has said on air. I mean, it's not Shout even just Shane the Shane's the, the like he's like, like he's right. We're all gonna watch it. Like we're gonna it, it's he's Dude, completely I'm right. Gonna... Like we're gonna we're gonna sit there. Like I know you, you're saying you're gonna end that game, you're not gonna end nah, that game, yeah, you're gonna play yeah. through it. I know <laughs> as soon as it, as soon as it gets to 1050. You're going to say, all right, I got to go set up for the Bears game. Maybe even earlier. It might be 1045. And you're going to say, all right, we got <laughs> no, we to no, no, pause. No. We got to pause. No, no. We got to get and watch this stupid, gross game in which half the people are not hey. even going to be playing. Tur- turkey Bowl means a lot to me, man. Do you play a Turkey Bowl on Thanksgiving? You got it, right? Or do you on Wednesday I mean, or something? I mean, I used to, but now, like, your, your, your buddy is... Uh, well, not even that. Just all my friend, like, like my one friend moved to Colorado. One moved to Arizona. One moved to Indiana. Uh, like, this is all. Well, none of none of my friends live around here anymore. <laughs> Jake, we've been looking for a tenth player. I'm just saying, we got uh, nine right now. Well, so if, now uh, that I work, so now I work until eleven anyway. So your boys gonna on be Thanksgiving. On, yeah, oh, I mean okay. until eleven a.m. But that's, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah. All I right. Mean, so I'll I'll be hopping on the good old Metro at eleven a.m. Uh, the hell are you taking the metro to work for you fucking weirdo no Don't i you live take right it by the to my line? parents house in the suburbs you absolutely oh i was dummy. like i was about to say what do you mean you're you, taking the metro absolutely i was confused doofus. i was confused if you live in the city if you hop up in the north side like ravenswood or clybourne you're in the city in like five minutes as opposed to the train which sucks the cta true really you can do that so with the, the dummy now kev it might be a little bit more expensive but if you hop that ravenswood metro it's like a express shot downtown in, in like 20 minutes as opposed to 45. There you go. See, Jake? I mean. I'm not that crazy. I mean, you're still a doofus. But anyway. So the Bears, I mean, I guess we have to preview the stupid game. Like Shane said, oh, no. everybody is hurt. I don't even know who's like. Obviously, we're not going to find out until probably Wednesday because the Bears do this thing where guys will not practice. And I mean, you like, you know, Akeem Hicks will tough it out if he. Really, like, if he is healthy enough to get maybe a practice in or if his warm-ups before the game feel fine, like, he's going to go and and he'll go. Obviously, Cleo Mack isn't going to play. He's done for the year. And we have Andy Dalton, and it's going to be really gross. I So, here, so, I, I okay, I want to say something real quick, all right? Because I, well, I think that, this I think is this the time is, for it. I think this is interesting. Um, you know, in situations like this, I, let's make it clear again what Shane said and why we brought him on is because we wanted to, you know, get exactly the full scoop of what Jordan Schultz, you know, was saying is that the vast from Shane's mouth, from Jordan's mouth, you know, as it gets, you know, passed along, the vast majority doesn't want him to get fired. But there is a majority, there, there is some sort of, you know, 
good base that does. Okay. Sure. Here's what happens in situations like this. I think, you know, in the world of sports, you know, I've played sports, Jake's played sports, you know, even if you just played sport at the high school level, even if, you know, you've competed at any point, if you've ever had a situation like this, where you got a coach who is always the problem and always is the issue. And everyone knows that everyone's aware of that. There's no question from the outside, there's no question from the inside that this guy is the problem. It becomes a distraction. And how does it become a distraction? Because although the coach is to blame, players still make mistakes. Carlos Santos missed the crucial field goal. Yeah. Guys made mistakes all over the field. But what happens sometimes is when you go back now and you take the, you know, the jersey off, you take the the wrap off, and you go home and you reflect on the game and you just kind of, you know, dissect throughout the week. It always goes back to, you know, the the team is messed up. The coach is messed up. This is the reason why we're bad. The coach is is screwing us all over. You know, this is the issue. If we just would get rid of the coach, we're all going to be okay. We'll all be fine. And I'm not alluding to any specific player. I don't even know if this is true. I'm just saying what could be possible is that sometimes in those situations, it's players maybe don't do the same self-reflecting. They don't do the same, you know, say, hey, I, I really need to work on my game. It's it, it's I need to improve on the things I need to work on instead of, you know, blaming it and making the coach the scapegoat as he should be, yeah. as he should be. But you think you think Bill Belichick, you think any of those guys, you know, with Bill Belichick at the head coach would think he's the problem. Bill Belichick is going in there and saying, look, you better do some serious self-reflect. You better work on your freaking game because we're a great team. The rest of the team is playing well. You're not playing well. You got to get better. But. I'm worried that sometimes in this locker room, it's a collective thinking that we're good players, which I still think is true. I think you have a lot of talent. The coach is the issue. And nothing's going to change because all we believe is that that's the one thing that needs to change. And that may be true, but I think it does prevent certain, you know, specific players to look at it, look at themselves in the mirror and think, look, I actually need to get better as well. The coach is to blame for certain things. I need to look myself in the mirror. I need to self-reflect and I need to be a better player. I don't know if that's true. It's a prospect, but I think sometimes you'll see that in situations like this when the coaching situation and the turmoil in the locker room gets this bad. Yeah, I mean, the, but to that effect, like you brought up like Bill Belichick, like Bill Belichick inspires his players to want, like Matt Nagy's not inspiring exactly. anyone it to goes, be better. Yeah, that was, okay, so that, yes, that's that's part of it as well. That That's very true. That's part of it as well. And And, and quite frankly, the reason why, I used him as the example is because I I look at their roster and I'm thinking nine out of 10 GMs are probably taking the Bears roster over the Patriots roster top down quarterback all the way yeah. down to defense. You're probably taking the Bears roster. So it's a, it's, it's just a number. It's one of a number of things that you can look at as to why man egg should not be the head coach. It's just, man, you're not inspiring these guys to get better. You're not inspiring them, them to play as Jake mentions. And then for them, it's not, you know, as a player, you can't just wait for the coach to inspire you. That's not how it works. You know, you have to find it within yourself, but these guys can't because the ineptitude of the coaching staff and the way you're at right now, three and seven, what desire do you have to try and get better? Right. right? Like guys are playing for contracts, but it's so shitty that some of these guys are just probably checked out. And can you blame them to a certain extent? I mean, can you blame them to a certain extent, man? I mean, how could you not be checked out in this situation, right? Like, I mean, 
I, I'm I'm never a guy that's like, yeah, these players are checked out unless we have like hard substantial evidence. I'm not that. saying they are. Because, I'm I mean, just saying I, I don't want to blame like, them if they would be. Well, well, because well, what I'm saying is though, like, there's a difference between like these guys as NFL players who like go out there to compete and like play a game as opposed to like average Joe who's going to his cubicle job. Like it's like <laughs> well, it's not yeah. just it, you know it's like that guy's checked out because you know, his job is just whatever. Like these guys are NFL players. They've been doing it for a long time. They do it for pride. If nothing else, I feel like it. And and that goes to for most professional athletes. I would think maybe the last game where it's like, okay, this is a shitty season. We just won five games. Like, yeah, maybe then you can make that argument. But to the point, like there's still, you know, a lot of games left for this team. Like a lot of these guys are probably playing for pride and for neither their next contract. So, I don't think you're going to see guys in the, you know, like even Shane M in the chats, like you saw Robert Quentin be so sad post game. Like, yeah, like that, like those guys still feel it. Like it's still, well, you know, I'm not saying they don't feel it, but you know, like, especially I think about it, especially too, for the defensive guys, because I'll, I'll say this too, although the defensive, the, the defense rather as a whole made at, in the end of it, when it came down to look, our defense needs to make a stop. They didn't do it. It's, it's still, Still, they did enough for you to win that game. They right. did. You should have won. That shouldn't have come down to that. And this, this is a recurring thing for three years, Jake. Like, think about it. These guys going out of the field said, look, I'm busting my ass off. It's it, we're, it's nine points. I, we've surrendered nine points in the fourth quarter. No. Okay? And, and now, and now, you know, we're getting, like, come on. These guys are probably like, shit, dude. I've done this over and over and over again. And, you know, we go to practice. And. This is the result on the field. Like, it's just it's 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 got to be fresh. I don't think I'm not gonna uh, insinuate that any specific player, any specific guy, is checked out. But I wouldn't blame them if you lose motivation because of the way the, the way the coaching staff has operated and the way your team has has played. You know what I mean? It's, I it's, still think, and that's the, like I think it's just you got to get to the finish line. And then go from there because it's so stupid. It is, it, but like what I mean is like you get to the finish line and then because I still think I, like I don't. Let's say that the Jordan Schultz thing hadn't even happened today. I was leaning towards like Matt Nagy's probably going to get fired at the end of this season. Like you have to, regardless, especially yes, if on, the losses dude. continue to pile up and like. I'm not even sure you could beat the Vikings at this point. Like the Vikings are playing not half bad either yeah, you're not at this point. Them. So it's like who you look at the schedule right now, you might not even beat Detroit. So how can you look at the schedule going forward? Like how can you say you're going to be no, even yeah. the Giants or the Vikings or the Cardinals? Like you're, no, you're not going to beat the Packers. Like it's you're at this point now where, okay, Matt Nagy, regardless of this locker room, like these rumors, and things that may or may not be happening in the locker room as far as losing it or not, he there's a chance he gets fired for performance anyway, especially if they lose out. Like, if this is it. If you don't win an, another game this year, like... I, I mean, I, mean I, I didn't want but that. Was, well, like, I just, okay, so if me, that's the case, like, now ahead. it's not... As, it, well, so, okay, if that's the case, it's just like... I, what, like what you can do... Like what is possible is, and you've seen this, and I mentioned, you know, when you talk about Detroit, it's not really, you know, valid in their situation last year when they fired their head coach. You can gain momentum going into next year. Yeah, I guess the example is the Chargers. That's exactly what they did. 
You know, or what did did uh no, I lied. Did Anthony Lynn get fired at the end of the year? I don't think, I think he got so, fired mid so. Yeah, he got fired. At the I think year. it was end of the year. But all, if you fired Matt Nagy today, you generate belief within the organization in the next seven games, regardless of the outcome of, of the majority of those games, but, that you can be something going but, forward. You can but, gain momentum that, going into 2022. The, like two very important things that Shane said. The McCaskies don't care about us or what we think. It's or not what, about like, us, but, though. But also, but to that point, then they don't care about like that. They care about who they have to pay for how long. They, they're going to keep him simply because they have to keep cutting the check. And because like, we're still going to talk about that. Like we're still going to do this podcast. Not that our show matters per se, but in general, this team is still going to get attention because the Justin Fields factor and because of who you play the rest of the year. Like people are going to tune in for Justin Fields versus Russell Wilson, Justin Fields versus Kyler Murray, you know, the, the Vikings on primetime. People are going to tune in for that. Like they're it's, they're not going to fire him because they know that he's got to keep, he's going to keep cashing those checks. So for the McCaskies, they're saying, all right, we might as well keep them then. Cause they don't I, care. They don't care I about know. that. They I don't just, care about momentum for 2022. They care about the payroll. I, I agree. But I look, I, it, so I've been so, you know, Oh, they could, they may, they might, they will. I'll, I'll say, defi- no, I'll say definitely. They will. I'm, 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 I'm going to make a hot take. I think they fire him before season's end. I do. If it doesn't have, obviously, you know, as much as we wanted to happen today, Monday, November 22nd, it wasn't going to because of the short turnaround to Detroit. So I think that's a, I think that was a big influence as to why it didn't happen. If you lose to Detroit, I think it's all but a lock. If you win against Detroit and you lose bad to the Cardinals or you lose bad to the Packers again, I think it happens. And I, the re, again, the reason why I say that, you know, I don't care. I don't care about the history. Okay. I don't care about the 102 history of the Chicago Bears that they've never done it. Okay, great, cool. You know, they fired Lovey Smith after 10 and 6. At some point, they do they do make those decisions. Now, the what I told the Shane that he kind of brushed off and he had reasons to do so, but I still believe it is Jake, it's never been this bad. And this situation is far more unique than any other situations where it could have happened. Far more unique, far different. You know, you had situations with Mark Trust and the John Fox where, okay, the roster simply wasn't good enough. What are you going to, what's, what's going to happen if you fire him? What are you going to gain from it? You're getting nothing. The roster's not good enough to win you games anyway. You don't have a quarterback who's going to develop. You don't have anything to inspire. It, it, it was a situation where you knew at that point, if you were to fire him, it doesn't matter. You're going through a three, four year rebuild anyway. And any time, anyway, this is a, a situation where if you fire him, well, when you do fire him, even if you fire him earlier before next year, you're going to be a contending team with Justin Fields. You will, you will be a team that will have a shot to make this playoffs, especially with the seventh seed. You'll be a contending team next year. You have your prize possession. You have your guy, you have the quarterback who needs to develop. You have a team that has a lot of talent and contracts through 2022 that need to be inspired. This situation is different than any other situations you want to bring up to me about the past history of the Chicago bears. That's why I think they're going to do it. He's going to be gone either after the lines that they lose or after the Cardinals, if they lose big, if they keep that game close, or if they somehow win, then after the Packers when they lose to the second time to them, that's that's what is going to happen. I I'm I'm I, I'm locking it in. Like and and come on, tell me I'm wrong when you say this situation has never been more apparent and is 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 in a million different ways different than the John Fox, different than Mark Trustman, different than some of the other guys that we've seen. You know, so I mean, where 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 am I wrong about that? You know? Because also, like, I think you are higher on this team for next year than I, I don't, I don't. Th- than I am at this moment. Because there's a, like, 
Here's you the have thing. good young pieces, Jake. Well, here's the thing, though. Like you, yeah, you have Justin Fields. You believe in what he can do, but if you fire, like you're done this season. You're out of the playoff picture. Yeah, like this is this is done. done. This is signed, sealed, delivered. You don't have even your own first round draft pick, so you're not exactly. playing. Like you tank, but the Giants get that pick anyway, so it doesn't matter. So you fire him. And then you're probably looking at that rebuild situation. Like, I don't think a lot of these guys come back next year. But you texted me the other day that there's an out of the Khalil Mack contract, and there's a real chance they use that. Allen Robinson might not come back next year. Like, I don't don't care. If you lose Allen Robinson and you lose Khalil Mack, I don't think you're – But I'm saying their situation is similar to a lot of different guys. Like, there are a lot of guys that you can and a really good chance that they move on from a lot of these guys in the offseason because we heard the rumors of it this past off season too. And now you're in Shane brought up the cap. You're in even a worse situation. What are you going to add to this team? You don't have a lot of wiggle room. You'd have no, to they, add, you would have to add through the draft and you don't have your first round pick. There's a lot of ways. I think they can, they can get town a free agency. Once they get rid of the fullest contract, once if they do want to restructure things and they do want to, you know, cut Jimmy Graham and, and th- 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 I think their cap situation is better than what he made it out to be. I have to look at it exactly, but they they'll be able to make moves. I mean, like, uh, but Jake, it, at some point it doesn't matter though. You don't have to reload with talent. I mean, again, I, I, a time and time again, Jake, how impressive is the Patriots roster? How impressive is the Chargers roster? How impressive are, you know, the rosters for some of these teams that are, you know, good team, the Titans. I mean, these are teams that their rosters aren't loaded. You don't have to have a, a an Arizona Cardinals roster to compete. Yeah, the Arizona Cardinals are one of the best teams in the league, and they've done it because they've acquired every single or Los Angeles Rams, Von Miller, OBJ, all these guys. It's it's it, it you don't need to spend a heck of a lot of money to be in contention. You need guys who are better than what you currently have. It's not hard to find a guy who's better than Kendall Vildor. I, I think you're going to, you're going to spend that's you're, fair, but the bars in hell in that situation. Yeah. You're going to spend money on a big time receiver. It's going to be, if it's not Allen Robinson, it's going to be Devontae Adams. It's going to be one of the other guys. So I just, I, I, I that, yeah. Chicago for us says hire Arturis Karnasovas. He's a cap wizard. Give us DeMar DeRozan, <laughs> Lonzo Ball and, will be great yeah. but it is it is insane that we're just over halfway through the season and we're already talking about next season it is nuts it is nuts that we yeah. both are, like are we yeah. both just accepting that they're gonna lose on thursday i'm not accepting that they're gonna lose but all right all right so let's get to our predictions oh, fuck this. all right i'm not doing this this week i'm not doing it you're not doing a prediction uh, all right i'll like i'll go first and if you hear anything that gives you a jumping okay, off point okay. five, but i mean i think they lose this game like, well I, here uh, does it change? It doesn't change for you if it's Boyle or Golf. It's it, it it's a loss either way. I mean, I guess if it's Boyle, like you have a punching chance, but like Shane, like you like you like Shane said, like David Montgomery would have to run for a million yards. Like it would, he, he would have to break every no, single game record known to that's man. Not, that's not and you would need, or, and you would need a Jakeem Grant ru- uh, return no, touchdown, a special Jake, teams. You would if if Jake. it's if it's Golf, like. Everything is going to have go. I guess no. Like Boyle, you're giving them too much credit, Jake. As much as I love you, you're giving them. Well, because also like Detroit Lions, too much credit. Well, Shane was right. They've actually played not bad, and they care. Like Dan Campbell has them like actually caring, and they stink. Like I kneecaps, baby. Yeah, and like you have this short week, and you it's in Detroit, right? 
Yeah, away, obviously. So. Come on, Jake. It's Thanksgiving in Detroit. But it's just uh, like, and especially because we don't know who's going to play right now for our, the Bears. You don't know who you have and who you don't. So that puts you behind the eight ball as well. Like I, Look, like, I don't think they get blown out. Like I'm, yeah. I'm ready to accept that they lose this game. 17-10. So that's disgusting. Look, Did you say four to three. Jake, yeah, <laughs> as much as much as I agree with you about the ineptitude of the Bears, you are giving the Detroit 0-9-1 Detroit Lions too much fucking credit, Jake. If Tim Boyle starts this game, I I will put a hundred dollars on the Bears to win. They will not lose to the Detroit Lions with Tim effing Boyle, a guy who was one TD to 13 interception ratio in UConn played, you know, at Eastern Michigan and had like a 13 to 25 TD interception ratio. Come on. What do we, they tied, they tied the Steelers with Mason Rudolph. Okay. The bears have been just as competitive as them. I'm not saying the bears are a good team. They're not anywhere near a good team. They're not also in the same tier as as the lions are when it comes to how bad they are. So I think, I mean, I, I, I guess think, like, think of it this way. Like you just lost to a team who the quarterback, you, n- nobody knew who that guy was before he took the field. They're on their like seventh running. Yes. Game. They, they brought in Devonta Freeman off the street. Like yes. the, the Ravens are in a similarly, what's like, the difference these guys stink. John Harbaugh is exceptional at getting his players ready to play. Wink Martindale is exceptional on the defensive side. Greg Roman's one of the best offensive coordinators in the league. And this is why coaching matters. And that's why the Ravens won on Sunday. But, that, but that's why I give the Lions the credit that I do because Dan like, Campbell's we, that so much superior. We man make Maggie. fun of him, but they've played competitive games every single week. Damn. I, I, I agree. But I, I'm i not going like to make you already should have lost saying, the Lions once. You should have lost that game the first time you saw them. If the, <laughs> if the Lions weren't great at giving it away in their own red zone for weird, the weirdest reasons, the ball bouncing off Jared Goff's shoulder on, on a mistimed snap. Like you should, by all intents and purposes, you should have lost to the Lions once already, and now Fair things enough. are exceptionally worse in Chicago. It's sad that I don't care either. Like I don't care if they lose. Actually, I do right. care because yeah, I want they, them. If to, they lose, if they lose, Matt Nagy's gone. He is. He's gone, Jake. Jake, if you lose to the Detroit Lions on third on Thanksgiving, I think that will be the, the best world chance we have you. of him getting fired. But I, I still don't think it'll happen because it's never gotten that bad. I'll make my prediction. I think they lose if Jared Goff plays. I think they win handily if Tim Boyle plays. Okay, that that's Fine. and and now I will say this as well. I think that prediction is somewhat subject to change given the injury report. If right. the Bears are more healthy than we expect them to be, I think they'll win even Jer- if Jared Goff is the quarterback. But other than that, I'll make that prediction. They're not losing enough Tim. No, you're probably you're. Sorry. I, I I agree. If if Goff plays, they lose this game seventeen to ten. If Boyle plays. You probably win like nine to six. And in other news, the Bulls are losing by twenty-one to the Pacers. So this Sweet. is just we oh. love Chicago sports. We Illinois love just Bears. lost by twenty to unranked Cincinnati. Oh, it just is. I hate everything. So good, things are great. So good. Now the Bears are ripping off six in a row, and making the playoffs. We'll see you guys next week. Bear down. <laughs> All right. Well, that's not going to happen. But that is a wrap on a very depressing episode. Um, Blame will- Shane. Yeah, blame Shane, sure. Why not? Anyway, we will be back next week to break down whatever the hell happens in this very weird game. And, I mean, we already – God, Andy Dalton is going to play this game. 
don't know who's playing for Detroit, and it's just going to be real gross to start your Thanksgiving right at 11 a.m., bright and early, everyone. It's going to be so disgusting. But we'll be back next Monday, a week from today. We'll break it down. We'll talk it through with everyone. Maybe we have a new head coach. Maybe we don't. Hard to say. Kevin thinks we will. I don't think we will. But, hey, weirder things have happened. So until then, we hope everyone has an awesome Thanksgiving. Love all of you. Appreciate you all for listening and watching. You guys are the best. Long said it. But until next week, happy Thanksgiving. Bear down. Bear down. Chicago. Chicago.